This is the Family Shift Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this month's episode of the Family Shift Podcast, a podcast designed to help families stop drifting and to start living with greater intention. My name is Rodney Gage, and I'm joined here by my lovely wife, Michelle. Hi, everybody. It's so good to join all of you this month. We have yeah. been extremely busy um, this yes, past we month. Have. We have. been great. Yeah, we launched our new book, The Family Shift. It's now out everywhere, and we had a pretty cool experience this past month as we um, went to California. We're on the Hallmark Channel. Tell us a little bit about that, Michelle. What's been yeah, going on? Yeah, that was um, an experience I never thought I would have, but it was so much fun. We were on the home and family show, and we got to talk about um, drifting and shifting in our lives with uh, what our book is all about, The Family Shift. And um, it was so much fun. We had a great time. Yeah, it was a great honor and a great experience. And yeah, really cool to um, be able to just to share the message literally from one coast uh, here in Florida all the way to the West Coast there in California and everywhere in between. And it's been our prayer that um, God would use the message, the heart and the message behind this book to help transform relationships in a um, just in a life giving way. And so we've had some amazing feedback response so far and we appreciate those who have actually taken the time to not just purchase the book but even go online and rate and review um, the book so that means a lot and it helps us heighten the awareness and give it more exposure as well so if you haven't done that we'd really appreciate it if you take a minute and actually do that and also um, do the same thing with our podcast it means a lot to us when people uh, comment they rate they review and again, it just helps uh, give awareness and give more uh, opportunities for people to know of this great resource that um, hopefully is bringing value and encouragement to people's lives. Yes, we appreciate it so much. And we are so honored also um, that the Bible app, the uversion.com, yep. actually put our six-day devotional on their app, which we were, we're just so honored and thrilled that they did that. And it's such a neat way to be able to share the message and small bite-sized um, content that you can just take in on a daily basis for six days and you can also share that with friends you can uh, read it together as a group and answer questions together give comments together so um, it's a great way to share the family shift method and uh, message with people absolutely well all of these things are also online that you can learn more about uh, blogs there's a there's all kinds of uh, resources, free downloads, even a personality test all there at FamilyShift.com. So that's a, a tool and a resource we just want to continue to make available to parents and to uh, married couples as well. Well, hey, we are diving into, I believe, one of the most important topics, um, yeah. especially when it comes to parenting issues and raising kids. And we're going to be talking in this month's episode on the subject of how to shape a positive identity in your child's life. And so it's interesting, um, the world in which we live today, especially in our culture, there are so many people um, just talking about the whole issue of identity. Um, I think it's just there's just a lot of confusion. There's a lot of questions, um, things that, you know, obviously people just struggle with, things such as their personal identity to ethnic identity to sexual and gender identity. Um, even spiritual identity. I mean, it just seems as though there's more um, 
I don't know, just confusion and, and, and maybe questions that yeah. people are struggling with and wrestling with more than ever. Yeah, I've um, even had some moms, you know, reach out to me uh, with their teenage daughters just really struggling with this. And it's a bigger topic than I think it's ever been because of all the things that are out there that our world and our culture is throwing out there. Yeah, there's just a lot of mixed messages. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we have a theme that we often say challenge the norm. And, you know, sometimes people will say, well, what do you mean by that challenge the norm? Well, I think the norm is to conform. And I think sadly and unfortunately, there are so, there's just so much, there, there's so much pressure and there's so much chatter that a lot of people are just conforming to popular opinions. They're just conforming to what seems to be agreeable or acceptable or whatever. And I think because there's so many different opinions floating around out there, there's just a lot of confusion and therefore there's a lot of questions. But when you think about it, um, I don't think there's any, again, any more of an important issue or topic that parents especially can really help their kids understand more so than who they are, establishing that healthy, strong, unshakable foundation of their self-image as far as their own identity is concerned. Uh, the book called The Self-Esteem Book by Joe uh, Rubino states that 85% of the world's population are affected by low self-esteem. Wow. And yeah. according to uh, Dr. Alexandra Dales Abrams, um, here's something that's extremely mind-boggling. Low self-esteem has been linked to violent behavior, school dropout rates, teen pregnancy, suicide, and low academic achievement. The truth is the image we have of ourselves can make or break how we live and the choices that we make. Absolutely. And, you know, I think thinking about it um, and just thinking through our, our identity, I think there's five factors that make up our identity. Um, the first is our chemistry. It's just our DNA. It's the, our genes that we were assigned, um, you know, when we were conceived and when we were born, our parents. Just our chemistry makes up uh, a part of our identity. Mm -hmm. um, our connections in life make up our identity. Our parents, our peers, um, our spouse, people that we work with, teachers, influences in our life, the connections that we have in life can have a, a very strong impact on how we see ourselves and our identity. Yeah, and then, um, of course, our circumstances is the third factor in our lives that, that can um, affect our identity. Things that have happened to us, whether they're positive or negative, um, pain, hurt, success in life, all of these things can begin to shape our identity. Mm -hmm. um, even at a young age, we've seen this affect um, people as they're older in life they realize that something that happened to them when they were younger is affected how they see themselves so our circumstances and then um, our our consciousness the way our self-talk is what I like to how I like to say that it's what what we say to ourselves when we wake up in the morning what what are we saying to ourselves? I remember even as a young girl I can remember the thoughts that I had about myself, things that I would say about myself, you know, insecurities that I had, as well as confidences that I had. But we, we all have this inner voice that we, we speak to ourselves and we have to be yeah. so careful of that, but it, but our conscience. And then um, the fifth one, the factor that affects our identity is our choices. 
And as we get older in life, our choices have a huge effect on the way that we see ourselves and the choices that, that we, the way that we have seen, the way that people have spoken of, over us, the choices that we make about the circumstances that have happened to us in our life and the way, the choices that we make in, in the way that we um, perceive ourselves to others. And um, I love this quote that our identity is largely determined by what the most important person in our life mm, thinks and says about us. And, you know, I we believe that the number one influence on a child's life is not necessarily their peers, although sometimes it seems that way, but it's actually their parents, parents yeah. are the number one um influence on a child's life and that's because it's our identity is largely determined by what the most important person in our life thinks about us and says about us and that's why it's so important as parents um, from day one that this gift of a child is given to us that we feel the weight of how important it is that we invest and develop that child to help them have a self, a healthy self image and a positive self image. Yeah. I've, you've, you've often said, what is it? The, the statement or quote that you have about your voice and the choice, the choice. Yeah. We have the choice of the voice that we'll listen to in our lives. Yeah. I think that's so powerful because I mean, think about it. You know, we have the ability to make that choice, make that decision when it comes to whether we're going to listen to what other people say, what the culture around us says, um, or ultimately, ultimately what, you know, our, what, what, what we believe God says about us. I mean, right. I, I mean, you know, speaking of our faith, I mean, at the end of the day, we want more than anything to listen to what the most important person says about us and that is what god says he's our maker he's our creator and he's the most important voice to listen to and so i think the more that we can help our kids understand hey this is what god says about you this is what we believe about you right. regardless of what other people say or think listen opinion opinions come and go people come people go but it's really what we truly believe you know the heart or often say it this way, the mind justifies what the heart believes. And so we have to realize that the that what we believe about ourselves, what we truly hold in our hearts, it's either a truth or it's a lie. And so we have to embrace the truths about what God says about us rather than holding to the opinions of what others say or think. And I, even adults, you know, we, we see this all the time and as we interact with so many adults and, and unfortunately for a lot of people, they're, they're paralyzed by their past and because they believe the lie that they are what they did or they are what somebody else did to them. Mm-hmm. And so, circumstances. yeah. And so it goes back once again to some of those five things you just referenced a few moments ago. So what can we do? How, how can we help, if you will, put a positive thumbprint, an impressionable thumbprint on the lives of our children. You know, it's interesting when you think about thumbprints, you know, fingerprints have been around since uh, early 2000 BC, and they were used back in the days when they were actually building um, in constructing the pyramids there in Egypt. They use fingerprints oftentimes to uh, identify identify, uh, certain documents. And then uh, in uh, around the 1800s, 
1858 to be exact in Calcutta, India. It was interesting that that was the first time that fingerprints actually started being utilized for forensic evidence. And it's now to the point to where fingerprints basically have 100% uh, accuracy simply because no other person has the same fingerprint. It simply means we're all unique. And so with that, that uniqueness, we are a true one of a kind. And so I think the more we can help our kids understand that they are unique, they are, as the Bible says, fearfully and wonderfully made. So how can we help them believe that truth? And what can we do to help them really shape that positive identity as it relates to what God says about them and helping them to understand that 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 voice is the most important voice that they truly should listen to. Right. Also, we believe that we're all created in the image of God mm-hmm. and that and therefore every person has value and worth. And um, and there's three things that we want to talk about. Um, the first one that's so important that even from day one, uh, you know, of a child being born that we kind of, we just begin to infuse this into our children. And, and no matter if you're listening to this and you have a teenager, you know, today's the day we can start. It's never too late to begin to do the things that we need to do. And we can't live with regrets. You know, it's so easy to, to get down on ourselves. We have to start where we're at and start to begin to pour life and and be life lifters for our kids wherever we're at whether they're a, a brand new baby teenager or 30 year old we we have the opportunity to begin today but Absolutely. um the three things we want to talk about you want to start with that? yeah and, and whether they're three or whether they're 30 these yeah. three things still are applicable absolutely and the first is just really the, the foundational truth of being acceptable I mean, at the end of the day, we want our kids to know and to truly believe with all of their heart that they are acceptable. It's interesting that the the single most hurtful thing in life is to be rejected by someone. Yes. And we all live with that fear at times of being rejected, whether it's our peers, whether it's our coworkers, you know, whoever it might be, we, whether we realize or not, there's, there's we value other people's opinions. And if we believe that someone doesn't like us, someone doesn't approve of us, uh, if we are not acceptable in their eyes, we have a tendency to personalize that in such a damaging way that it negatively affects the way we see ourselves. And so we have to understand that um, that's a powerful driving force for a lot of people, especially young people as they yeah. You even see it in toddlers, you know, they, they even, you know, will, um, a lot of times, you know, if, if they don't get their way or if they feel like, um, you know, especially when they have multiple, if there's multiple children and, and you know, you got the old sibling rivalry and you've got one who maybe gets something, the other one doesn't all of a sudden they take that personal and they feel like they've been rejected or they didn't get accepted or they're favored one one's favored more over the other or whatever the circumstances might be. But at the end of the day, we have to, you know, do all that we can to help kids know, to help our children know that they are loved and accepted no matter what. And they're not that the acceptance is not conditional. It's not based on whether yeah. they make good grades or whether they do everything right you know whether they're perfect right 
because that's all conditioned, but it's based on who they are. And so our kids just need to know, they need to have complete confidence that they are loved, not for what they do or what they didn't do, but they're loved based on who they are. They are accepted because of who they truly are. Yeah. I think that even as parents, you know, our goal is not perfection. Our goal is progress. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that we need to carry over into parenting as well. You know, it's not that we're expecting perfection from our kids, but we, we just want them to progress and grow and, and become um, better at wh whatever it is. But we, we love them unconditionally. And I think just as, as a baby, you know, it's so important that it's, you know, research has, has said how important that, that love from the parent, from the mom, just that the physical affection, um, how that helps the baby grow and develop in a healthy way. And it's, it's true in no matter what stage they're in t for them to know that they are loved and that there's nothing that they can do to ever change that love that mm -hmm. that parent has or that we have for them and that the home is a safe haven. No matter what choices they've made, they can always come home and know that they are loved and that they are accepted. And that's something that we see from our Heavenly Father. That's something that um, that we can emulate from Him, that He loves us unconditionally. And that's something that we can do as parents to, to express that love and just say, I love you. You know, some people, it's hard for them even to say, I love you to their kids, you know, sometimes even because of the way that they were raised. But um, it's so important every day that we tell our kids that how much we love them. Yeah, I think it's even leading, even in the, even in active discipline, when you yeah. think about, you know, That's the true. whole issue of discipline, it's leading with the, I love you. And because I love you so much, I'm doing this right. for your sake. You know, it's been said that, you know, discipline is not something you do to your children. It's something you do for your children. Because and we you love do them. it out mm -hmm. of love. Right. And so the more our kids um, feel loved, the more they're affirmed by what we say verbally and by our actions to help reinforce and affirm the fact that they are loved and they're accepted no matter what. Right. So that's the first and most important foundation. Yeah. And the second one is um, that we share with them that they are valuable. Um, I loved when my parents went to a Gary Smalley conference and they came home with this whole concept of the wow factor. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was so funny. They taught us that when someone walked through the door, that we would be like in awe and this honor factor would be, wow, I get to be in your presence. This is amazing. And um, I'm so thankful they, they learned that when I was a teenager and that we kind of brought that into our marriage and then into our parenting. Just it's a fun way but it's also a true and honoring way to show your kids wow I am amazed by you I get to be in your presence right now this is amazing because you are a valuable person that God has created and yeah. you are valuable to me and and saying the words I am proud of you yeah you know sometimes it, it's hard to do that yeah it, it's, it's literally so the important. pride and joy yeah <laughs> I remember years ago um, my grandmother, she used to pull out of, she would say, Hey, do you want, do you want to see my pride and joy? Aww. And she'd pull out of her wallet and it would be a picture of the old detergent pride and joy. Oh my goodness. I hope people remember <laughs> that. <laughs> but the point of the matter she would always oh emphasize is that here's my pride and joy. And she loved talking about her grandkids. She loved talking about, you know, all the amazing things that we did. 
But here's the thing. Yeah. I believe it's so important, even when it comes to this issue of value, that they understand they can't lose their value even though they make mistakes, even yeah. though they fall, they fail and they, and they fumble because it's not a matter of if it's simply a matter of when they're going to fall, they're going to fail. They're going to make, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to make wrong choices, mm-hmm. but they are not what they did or they're not based on, again, their perform. they're not accepted or loved based on their performance. They're because because of who they are. So we often use the analogy of, say, a, like a $20 bill. So if I were to take a $20 bill and I were to uh, offer that to someone, well, man, there's no way they would say no to that. But if I said, well, what if I took that same $20 bill and I threw it on the ground, would, would, would you still want it? Well, absolutely. But what if I took that $20 bill and I started stomping on it and I got you know soil on it and stains on, on it, would you still want it? Absolutely. Well, the issue is, is even though it's stained, it's sto- uh, soiled, or or maybe has been stomped upon, doesn't mean it's lost its value. And so, yeah, our work. Our kids live in a in a tough culture. It Absolutely. is a tough culture, and our kids get beat up at school, and not not physically, but emotionally. And they come home, and they need to know when they walk through the door that. They are valuable and nothing can change that. We got to remind them of that. We got to write it down for them. We got to speak it over their life. And from day one, if we can, (laughs) until eternity, just reminding them of how valuable they are. Even our kids, you know, now adults and they're in school and um, or in the workplace, just us calling and reminding them, sending them a text of how much they mean and how valuable they are and how gifted they are and how talented they are just speaking those words of life over them is is holds so much weight and and they need that safe place absolutely so the three things we're talking about that's so important is to reinforce and to help shape that positive identity is number one is to is to demonstrate the fact that they're acceptable and how we reinforce that is by simply saying, I love you. So they feel valued. They feel they feel that love. And the second is is valued where they feel valuable. And more than anything, they know that we are proud of them. And it's not even based upon what they do. Once again, right. it's based upon who they are. Right. We, we love them. We accept them. And we value them simply because of who they are. And then the third, and I think this is a very important one, and that is the issue of being capable. And, and, and I think it's important that we are, once again, we're their biggest cheerleaders. We're their biggest fans coming alongside of them to help them understand, hey, you know what? You're really good at this. And, 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 and mm-hmm. I think it's just becoming good finders. It's finding the gold. We often right. say be, become a gold digger. Absolutely. And so how can we find the gold and help our kids discover the gold that they have in terms of their gifts, their abilities, their talents, and even come alongside to help them match those with the things they're truly passionate about. Yes, psychologists tell us that a child needs two things to develop a healthy, strong self-image, and that is love and a sense of being capable. And I, it, that's something that we were really, really um, 
focused on, I think, as our kids were growing up in the home is just really finding those little niches that that they were good at and yeah. helping them to, to, to develop them. And that may not have been the popular thing with all the other kids in their grade and all the other girls. Um, you know, they may have been pursuing something else like cheerleading or whatever it was. And then but we saw a niche that, you know, like Ashlyn, she was great at tennis and she kind of had to go off by herself to do that. But she was she was capable of that. She was really, really good at that. And we helped her to develop that and um, just reminding them that they are capable and not everybody's going to be the number one tennis player at, uh, you know, the U.S. Open. <laughs> but everybody can be good at something and we can find that in them and, and find the gold in, in what they are good at and help develop that and just reminding them that they're capable even as they get older as as we talked about just being adults reminding them that they are still capable they are able to yeah. do the thing i remember when luke our son he's our youngest and he was uh, diagnosed with a rare hip disease and um unfortunately had to spend um right at three years in a wheelchair and it was during that time in his life where so many of his peers were continuing to play sports and, and, and excel and, yeah. and move on and do different things. And yet he had to sit on the sidelines because he was confined to that wheelchair. But yet at the same time, even though that was a significant setback in his life, little did we know that was a setup for his future because it was in that wheelchair that he discovered how to play the guitar. Yeah. That's when he began to realize an artistic talent that he had. And now here he is today, songwriter, producer, singer. You know, It's amazing right. the talent that was discovered because of a setback in his life. And no matter what, we wanted him to know, listen, if, even if you have to spend the rest of your life in this wheelchair, you are capable of doing anything you set your mind and your yeah. heart to. That's right. So but these are things that, once again, when it comes to the foundation in a child's life, and whether they're, again, whether they're three, they're 13, or they're 30, we want them to know that they are acceptable, that they are, um, that they are valuable, that they are capable. And the more that we can come alongside to reinforce that, to celebrate those important things in their lives, I believe are going to be the foundational, um, you know, really cornerstones or pillars, if you will, that will with, help them withstand the pressures and all of the things that the culture and other people might even use to, to come alongside and to rob them or to try to steal an identity away from them that is contradictory to who they truly are. Yeah, because our identity determines our destiny. Absolutely. And like we said earlier, the number one influence on a child's life is not their peers, but it's their parents. And uh, our identity is so much based upon what the most important person says about us. So we have that power in the life of our children, and it's a gift. They're a gift to us, and it's such an honor to be able to, to give this life and hope to them. Absolutely. Well, we're about out of time for this uh, month's episode of The Family Shift, and we just want to say once again thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast. And it, again, it would mean a great deal to us if you would go online and rate and review and share this with your friends. 
And uh, make sure to go to familyshift.com for other resources and tools that we have available. And if you haven't, again, picked up the copy of the book called The Family Shift, make sure you get a copy and uh, share that once again with friends and people that you know that need hope and encouragement. That's our goal is to just to throw the rope of hope to as many families as we possibly can. And so we hope this episode has been a great blessing and encouragement to you. So until next month, we look forward to uh, continuing to encourage you in every way we can. And one of the ways that you can do that is to start living each and every day with greater intention.